The Wealth Show is sponsored by Invesco. Today's professional investors are overloaded with more information than ever. At Invesco, we help professional investors see the possibilities ahead by cutting through the noise to the ideas that matter. Visit Invesco.com to see how. Invesco. Let's advance together. Capital at risk. Hello, my name's Sean Schaefer and welcome to The Wealth Show from CityWire. Last week, I caught up with AXA fund manager Amanda O'Toole at the Investment Cup in Glasgow. We spoke about how the asset manager will make its portfolios net zero by 2030 and whether COP has made any difference. Amanda, you're looking to make your portfolios net zero by 2030. What are the biggest challenges in that? I think there are a number of challenges. I mean, firstly, there are businesses that are clearly already aligned with the, with the, with the net zero targets and are moving along that pathway. And obviously, we continue to support those businesses. But where we see challenges is in companies that are starting to recognise the issues, starting to recognise the urgency of acting, but perhaps face obstacles within their own businesses to making the transition. And it's here that we need to engage with businesses to really understand what it is that's, that's stopping them moving, what it is that could change in order, in order to allow them to transition and then supporting them, pushing them to make those transitions. But as global investors, we're also allowed to, we're also able to take our influence up, down the supply chain, support the kind of technologies where we see gaps, where we think there are solutions that that could alter the transition. Um, And similarly engaging in terms of policy, where policy is the issue, the obstacle, and starting to push forward in those directions too. Um, And that's really the way that we provide solutions, support the businesses that are willing to change in making that transition. You invest in emerging markets as a foreign investor. How do you engage effectively? I think there is growing recognition in emerging markets of the urgency of some of these issues, the scale of the challenges, but also actually the scale of the opportunities. And I think in emerging markets, actually we increasingly see a willingness from management teams to engage. Um, you know, the cost of capital can be more significant um, as a differential in some of those markets. And so there is certainly a willingness to, to improve, to develop, to think about better reporting and disclosure and to push forward in terms of actions and delivering on this transition. And so actually in emerging markets, I think there are fewer and fewer obstacles and more often there is an opportunity here to really make a difference. There's been a lot of talk of engagement at this event. At what point do you divest? So, you know, ideally, in order to achieve net zero across our portfolios, what we want to do is derive meaningful change across the economy. So ideally, what we want to do is find businesses that we can bring along, businesses that have products and services that we need in the future, um, and help them to improve in terms of their operations such that they come with us along this transition. That's ideally what we want to do, and that way we decarbonise our portfolios, improve the KPIs of our portfolios, but we do that because we've derived change at a business level. Where we can't do that, where we see that there are activities that are not relevant or businesses that are not willing to change, that's the point at which we have to start thinking about divestment. When we've seen a sort of demonstrable repeating of a lack of action, that's when we start to think about divesting. Could you give an example of where you've engaged effectively with a company? Yeah, I mean, there are a number of holdings, particularly even within my own portfolio, you know, businesses that are really doing good, that have technologies that deliver a significant solution um, in terms of their products and services, but where perhaps within their own operations there's scope for improvement. So, for example, um, a company that is taking waste products that would otherwise be going to landfill, um, using their own 
sort of proprietary technology to produce sustainable um, products for the for the world. So things like I don't know some of the businesses I look at produce renewable biodiesels, for instance. It's a great great business model. These are companies that are doing something very very positive. Absolutely have a future. But unfortunately, some of these activities can be uh, perhaps carbon intensive in terms of the logistics and the, and the collection of those waste products, or perhaps water intensive in some of those processes. So where the operations are not yet perfect, those are kind of examples of places where we can derive change uh, by pushing companies to report, disclose, acknowledge the issues, start to invest to improve. There's also been a lot of talk about data at this conference. What challenges have you been met with on that side? Look, data isn't perfect. Um, we don't always have um, full visibility of the intensity of operations. We don't always have full visibility of the intensity of supply chains or actually the downstream. Um, all of those things are less than ideal. And we, of course, push businesses where it's possible to improve that disclosure. Increasingly, I think there's discussion within the industry about a global framework within which there is consistency of that disclosure because obviously the ability to compare businesses across different geographies is extremely helpful when we're trying to allocate capital. There are challenges, this isn't perfect, but I don't think that's an excuse to do nothing. Where are you investing in renewable energy? A renewable energy clearly forms a significant part of the energy transition and we absolutely need a wide range of renewable technologies, but I think you know, it's clear that there's a lot of change that needs to come with that. We are electrifying more and more of our global economy, which means there is more and more economic value associated with the electric, electric system. Um, that's positive. It, 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 has, it gives us the potential, if we are fueling that, that system with renewables, to significantly decarbonise, and that's great. But obviously what it means is that we need to build resilience in, into that supply. You know, renewables sitting here in Glasgow on a day like this, the, the solar is not necessarily operating at, at a level that, that we might like. And I think it's clear that renewables, in order to deliver that baseload power, needs to come with energy storage, it needs to come with a smart, intelligent grid, it needs to come with more interconnectivity. And so I think investing to support that infrastructure that comes around renewables is extremely important if we are to, to use renewables as a, as a viable solution for our generation Today's system. professional investors are overloaded with more information than ever from digesting market and economic data to probing new trends and ideas. At Invesco, we help professional investors see the possibilities ahead by cutting through the noise to the ideas that matter. With a proven past and an eye on the future, we bring the latest thought-provoking investment analysis and diverse ideas directly to professional investors. Visit Invesco.com to see how. Invesco, let's advance together. Capital at risk. At the start of COP26, uh, BlackRock's Larry Fink said he wasn't necessarily against oil exploration. How do you feel about that? Look, in the long term, I think there are technologies available that can displace the use of oil across its applications. The ability for us to deploy those things varies depending upon that application and I think the best thing that we can do as active investors is to be supporting the development of more and more of those solutions such that we find viable alternatives which are economically realistic which are accessible and I think that's the way that we have to really come at this you know clearly within the oil and gas industry we need to manage the way the businesses are operating. We need to ensure best practice and we need to keep pushing that best practice forward. So we will engage with the leaders 
Um, those businesses, again, which are climate laggards within this industry, are sort of form part of potentially an engagement, a, a sort of a, a multi-year process of perhaps a, a sort of voting policy. Ultimately, this can lead to uh, divestments. But I think it's important to remember that we have to have alternatives to oil. There is no point divesting businesses if we don't have realistic alternatives. You know, we've got to find solutions. You said earlier that it was best to invest in the best tech rather than directly in emerging markets, for example. Could you explain that a lot further? Yeah, it's not. I'm not sort of suggesting that technology is necessarily better in, in any given market. It's just that for me, as a global investor in the technologies that can deliver climate solutions, what I want are the best technologies. I want those businesses that can most effectively deliver solutions to the big challenges we have. So, you know, I'm looking for companies that can allow us to transport people, transport things, power our economy, feed our society, manage these scarce resources that we have available to us most effectively from both an environmental and an economic perspective. I don't mind where those businesses are listed. What I want are the best solutions, and that's really what I meant in that comment. Do you think COP's made a difference? I think it has. You know, I think we've seen some positive policy announcements. Personally, I'm particularly enthused by the methane agreement that we've seen. You know, it doesn't solve the problem, of course, but it gives us a little bit more progress. And it's this, these kind of incremental steps that I think are really positive. So from, from regards like that, I think it's great. I think getting an industry like ours together as well to be sort of sitting and banging heads over some of these issues, recognising where there's agreement, you know, where we need to get to, where the broad challenges are, I think is very, very positive. And what I hope to see is that we all go back to our desks tomorrow, next week, and, and start to put some of these learnings into practice and start to really, really push that through all of our portfolios and all of our investment appraisal processes. What's been the most important update from an asset management perspective? I mean, I, th I guess what's been most significant have been some of the net zero commitments that we've seen coming out. You know, there's more and more of our global AUM that is either aligned with net zero or whether it's a commitment to push it to be aligned to net zero and clearly that is a huge positive for the for the transition ahead there's a lot of capital needed and i think it's great that we're starting to see that move in this direction fantastic um what's cop been missing what's it missing um Honestly, I would like to see more interaction between our industry professionals and the providers of some of these solutions, um, perhaps some of the campaigners, some of the policy makers. You know, I think it would be nice to see more interaction. I think it's very, very clear that we need collaboration across our policy makers, across our investors, um, across those that are driving the direction of travel and the things that we're considering, and across the businesses that can provide solution. Clearly, we need the entire ecosystem to collaborate. And I think what it would be nice to see from here is a closer discussion and dialogue between those different actors. Amanda, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. The Wealth Show is sponsored by Invesco. Today's professional investors are overloaded with more information than ever. At Invesco, we help professional investors see the possibilities ahead by cutting through the noise to the ideas that matter. Visit Invesco.com to see how. Invesco. Let's advance together. Capital at risk.